50 years ago when the most important thing in my life during the summer was playing baseball. I always enjoyed the practices that we had. We had great coaches and they did a great job of teaching us the fundamentals of the game and I think bringing out the best in us not only as it pertained to what happened on the field but also what happened with our teammates. We would practice on Friday evenings and the field we played on didn't have a drinking fountain. And one of the coaches would bring this 10 or 15 gallon galvanized can filled with water with ice chunks still floating in it, as well as a dipper. Nine-year-olds usually didn't drink water with a dipper. This was pretty exciting, not only to have this ice-cold water, but to drink it that way. And we, when it was our turn to bat, before grabbing a bat, after playing on that hot, dusty field, we grabbed a dipper, filled it with that ice-cold water, with the water pouring down over our chins, onto our shirts, quenching our thirst. In this day and age, you can get a 12-ounce bottle made out of plastic pretty easily. That wasn't around in the mid-1960s. But we need water. We need water more than food to survive. The Israelites are set free by a miracle of God and they're heading off to the promised land, this land that God has set aside for them. There, are no, there is no oasis, there's no running brooks, there's no cistern, there's no well, and they're thirsty. And they begin grumbling to God to quench their thirst. Why did you make us leave Egypt, they said. Well, God doesn't punish the people for lack of faith or for, or for grumbling, but Moses strikes a rock, this dusty, hard, dry rock, and water starts flowing, and the thirst of the people is quenched. And hopefully, they grew in faith that day because God had answered their prayer. And then we meet this woman at the well, a Samaritan woman, a woman that Jesus' disciples were even amazed that he spent the time to give her the time of day. And he talks to her about being thirsty. She thinks he's talking about what's at the bottom of the well. He wants her to understand that there's a spiritual thirst too. And so they have this wonderful conversation and Jesus seems to know her better than she thought that he did. And he challenges her about obstacles in her life that are there, that are keeping her from growing in faith. But the great thing is, he doesn't condemn her, he doesn't judge her, he doesn't drive her away, he seeks to quench her thirst for what really matters. And she finally understands and she runs to get some other people to introduce them to this person who has quenched her thirst for what really matters. And Jesus describes this living water that matters in these words. Whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become a spring of water welling up to eternal life. If we could only drink from that fountain, if we could only have some of that living water where our thirst is quenched forever. These days of Lent invite us to obey our thirst and go to the Lord for that living water that he promises. Like the Samaritan woman, we come to the Lord so that we can drink deeply 
of the water that he gives us. And in order to do so, we need to scrutinize ourselves to examine whatever state of dehydration we might have because of our sin, to see if there's any obstacles that keep us from going to the Lord. This call to self-scrutiny is focused here this afternoon as those who are in our CIA, members that we call the elect, continue their journey to Easter. In these weeks before Easter, they continue with their prayer and discernment, and today we celebrate a scrutiny where they have a chance to examine their lives as we listen. But as we listen, we also have a chance to reflect on how we might draw closer to the Lord too. What obstacles to faith do we find in our lives? What obstacles are there that cut us off from the living water of Jesus Christ? What sins are there that we can leave behind and come to know the Lord better? And we do this with open hearts because we thirst for a deeper relationship with God. To know and to believe in the love of God and God's promise of eternal life quenches our thirst for meaning and for purpose in life. And with the Lord's help, our prayer for not only our elect, but also for each one of us, is that we might have the courage and the willingness, with God's help, to remove those obstacles that keep us from him. Because today and every day, our Lord invites us to drink from the well that never runs dry. And he is that well.